what they say you are. WikiLeaks superstar. Do you think you're what they say you are? It's showtime with Ricky Lee. Thank you for joining me here on 101.5 Huntley Community Radio. You can always listen to the show as a podcast. And if you live in the Chicagoland area, you have probably been to one of Onesti Entertainment theaters or restaurants. Ron Onesti is the man behind this growing entertainment empire. And in addition to his success in business, he is also very proud of his Italian heritage and was recently named president of the Joint Civic Committee of Italian Americans. Today, I'm joined by Ron Onesti to discuss his work with the Joint Civic Committee of Italian Americans, as well as how he got started in live in the live entertainment industry and what's coming up at the Displains Theater and the Arcata Theater in St. Charles. Welcome to the show, Ron. So glad to be with you, Ricky. This is very exciting for me. And uh, thanks for doing this. Oh, yeah. You know, and I want to, first of all, uh, reach out and thank uh, Laura Rico, who set this up, of Laura Rico uh, Public Relations. And uh, she's a mutual friend. And, and uh, you know, she heard I do a radio show about entertainment and that you're in the entertainment industry. And we both share that Italian culture and said, hey, these two should talk. And I really want to reach out and, you know, uh, thank uh, Laura for doing that. But, Ron, let's focus first on... Your, your recent appointment to the uh, president of, of this position. Tell us a little bit about that. And I'm very proud that uh, to bring in Laura Orico as uh, one of our vice presidents of this group. But this is the uh, the Congress, Ricky, of all 55 Italian-American organizations in the Chicagoland area. Uh, it's been going since 1952. You know, we do things like uh, educational programs, cultural programs, advocacy, government relations. I mean, things that uh, you would think occur uh, when it comes to um, representing our Italian-American heritage. And you've been involved with this uh, for a long time? Yeah, man. I, I started this. I started with this uh, group probably, let's see, teen, probably 40 years ago. Nice, nice. And do you have anything that, in particular that you are looking to accomplish now that you've assumed this role of president? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we've um, a lot of us and I'm, I'm sitting here uh, talking to you I'm on Taylor Street, Chicago's little Italy, where I was born. And, you know, the Onesti uh, family name was begun here in 1911 with my grandfather coming here from uh, uh, Oliveto Citra, which is uh, in Campania near Naples. And that's where they settled. That's 100 years ago. And I'm sitting at the very spot right now. And, um, you know, we've we've grown up here in this city, many Italian areas in the city of Chicago area. But a lot of us have moved out to the suburbs over the generations. And uh, so I'm, I'm looking to unify uh, and unite our, our community. I'm looking to uh, perpetuate our heritage and support our culture and let people know a lot of the wonders about Italy. There's so many things about us besides meatballs, pasta, Italian ice. Now, you mentioned meatballs. Okay. Yeah, man. I, I handle publicity for Steven Adler, and he always <laughs> talks about your meatballs because we're, we're friends out, outside of everything else. And, and, and he loves your meatballs. And he's always said, when am I going to come back to Chicago and have Ron's meatballs? So he, he made me promise to mention that. Uh, no, you know what? That's Stephen Adler uh, from Guns N' Roses. Is, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if I'd call him an unsung hero, but I got to tell you what a wonderful guy he is. A tremendous individual, a great talent, and somebody that uh, deserves, you know, to really be celebrated as a rock and roll icon and and drummer. And, uh, you know, send him my best. He's a really, really good guy. Oh, yeah. And he loves playing Chicago. I mean, the, the fans in yeah. Chicago are the best. And, and you know... That also brings us to the Arcata Theater and the Displains Theater, and you know yeah. I want to I want to focus on them uh, a little bit more later in the show um, sure. because right now I want to focus on Taylor Street, you know where where you're yeah. sitting right now, where where right your now. grandfather came, you know, and when I was brought to Chicago to do Tony and Tina's wedding, the first thing they did was take me to Taylor Street to learn the yeah. Chicago Italian culture. And so what was it yeah. like growing up there? Well, let me just tell you, you know, I mean, everybody in every ethnic group has their, you know, their old school uh, neighborhood uh, stories and, and memories. And I got to tell you, mine uh, are pretty spectacular. You know, I'm uh, I'm like we all are getting up there a little bit in age and when we were growing up, I was on uh, from Taylor and Western, actually. And, you know, was uh, nobody had their doors locked. Everybody was having that dinner at each other's houses. Um, everybody looked out for each other. Um, you know, whoever you were. I mean, you know, I, a, a very Italian neighborhood. My first friends were Puerto Rican. was a Puerto Rican family that lived uh, uh, below us uh, in, uh, in, in the apartment building there and um, learned a lot about that culture. So, you know, it, it just... Um, I guess the best memories is just a whole neighborhood vibe. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody looked out for everybody. Everybody ate each other's foods and and shared and broke bread. And, you know, it's just it's something, again, you asked me earlier what I'm trying to accomplish with, um, you know, in, in the Italian-American community. You know, some semblance of going back to those days. You know what? It, you can't lose with that, man. And that's kind of where I'm going. I, I, I miss it. And I still live it to the degree that I can. And now one of the things you do is you do a Taylor Street Festival, don't you? Yeah, we started this a bunch of years ago. It's the Taylor uh, Street Festa Italia uh, down here and uh, our Little Italy Festa, I should say, uh, because we are celebrating. This is the original Little Italy. There's a couple of them around the town. Actually, there's one on Oakley Avenue, an old school Tuscan neighborhood. Of course, Harlem Avenue on the north side is another little Italy that we're very proud of. But Taylor Street was the original when uh, when people started coming over from Ellis Island and settling uh, down here at the Hull House and uh, Mother Cabrini down by uh, and, and Our Lady of Pompeii, the Shrine of Our Lady of Pompeii now. I mean, just all these iconic places. Um, and uh, and a few years back, I, I wanted to try to, you know, keep the not only keep the heritage alive in the culture, but also some sort of reunion because so many of these suburban Italian families had their humble beginnings right on this street, on Taylor Street. So it was a way to bring everybody back and it's all about the food as well. So just people love it. We had 101,000 people here last year. Uh, this year it's August 17th to the 20th. And it's just, uh, I gotta say, it's really not like any other Chicago street festival, as cool as those are. This is a little more family, I think, a little more culinary. Uh, a little, you know, it's obviously Italian food. Who doesn't like Italian food? Um, I'm, I'm very excited about it. People are excited about it. And what are those dates again? August 17th. That's a Thursday through Sunday the 20th. Is there a website or anything that people can get information on that? 
Yeah, just go to our website, my website, uh, about everything. All our shows at the theaters, our speakeasies, our restaurants, everything. That's oshows.com, the letter O, shows.com. Now, going back to Taylor Street, you know, Hmm. you come from humble beginnings. You have all these theaters and restaurants and all this. You didn't didn't inherit this empire. This is something you built from humble beginnings. Let's talk about what got you into business to where you are today. Well, um, uh, you know, we all have uh, our parental stories. And, uh, you know, uh, mine were my heroes. Uh, They're gone now, unfortunately. But uh, my dad, uh, a humble tailor, and my mom, an even more humbler uh, seamstress uh, on Taylor and Western here. And... um, you know, just like uh, most of our parents, they taught me all the the morals and the values. And, you know, it's uh, I, I got a very entrepreneurial spirit from my folks. And I started very young. Uh, my first business, I think I was probably 14, 15 years old. And I've uh, been doing it ever since. And uh, it really um, it really contributed to my, um, uh, I don't know, the energy, the lust for life, the uh the, the the yearning to to get the next challenge, all that kind of stuff that makes up the entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, I believe, I hope they would be proud today and, uh, you know, wish I uh, I had them here to give me some of the advice that I a lot of us didn't take advantage of when we were younger and we should have. <laughs> Did they get to see any yeah. of your success? Jeez. Say that again? Did they get to see any of your success? Um, yeah, I mean, it's very kind of you to say, you know, call it that but uh yeah i mean uh they both um got to experience uh when i first had the arcada theater and and what you know we changed that to to something that we're pretty proud of and they would come and and really see it and then i mean you know uh, dance and just have a good time and you know uh my dad passed away about 10 years ago and my mom about five so uh she was a little bit more involved uh with um you know seeing what's been happening and you know, it's really kicked in, you know, frankly, uh, at, right after COVID is when it really, really, really kicked in because I had the whole renovations, millions of dollars in renovations set for both for all the venues, all our restaurants, everything. And then COVID came and it was a three year plan. And then um, but that budget, that bucket of dollars to do all this was already in place. So when we shut down instead of a three year plan. It became like an 11 month plan. Wow. And so that's where we're at right now and pretty, pretty excited about it. Now, you got started with business probably around the, the age of 14 and have obviously progressed yeah. from there. Has it always been entertainment focused? Uh, without me knowing it, yeah. And that's, you know, this was an evolutionary process for me to get to whatever I'm at today. Um, I actually wanted to be a baseball player. I played semi-pro baseball until I was 33 years old. And then I had various businesses. I had printing companies and other restaurants and silk screen operations, sporting goods stores, all that stuff. But every one of those business operations had a certain level of creativity to it. Um, events like I had my sporting goods stores, but we would put on uh, 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 what do you call uh, like sports expos and, and, and con- conferences and conventions. And, and it finally hit me uh, right after I got married in 1996. Um, that it wasn't the retail aspect or the printing shops that I had or the sign shops or any of that stuff that it, that I, it was the creativity that uh, I got from my parents who were just des- uh, clothes designers actually. And, um, and it really got me to what do I really like about all this stuff that was putting on the events and what about the events that I like, 
Well, I really love the entertainment part and the stage and getting everybody, um, you know, up on their feet and having a great time. So it was an evolutionary uh, process, Ricky. Yeah, but uh, I got to say, once I figured it out and, you know, with the festivals and everything here, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is my calling. And we've been uh, really working hard on it for many, many years now. You're listening to It's Showtime with Ricky Lee on 101.5 Huntley Community Radio. Remember, if you're ever outside the broadcast area, you can listen in real time at HuntleyRadio.com. And you can always catch current and past episodes of It's Showtime with Ricky Lee as podcasts. Today, I'm sitting down with Ron Onesti, a leader in the live entertainment and restaurant business and in the Italian-American community. For information on Ron Onesti and Onesti Entertainment, visit oshows.com. Now, Ron, we've touched around the Displains Theater and the Arcata Theater. I want to focus on that for, you know, the next segment of the show, because these are two iconic vaudevillian uh, theaters that you've turned into modern establishments, bringing in nostalgia acts and current acts, just the best of live entertainment. So let's talk about that. Arcata Theater came first. What brought you there? Well, um, in a nutshell, because, it, again, it was an evolutionary process. But at the time, um, I was managing a band, a Beatles tribute band, the most popular one in the country, I think, uh, American English. And uh, you've probably seen them many, many times at all the festivals. They were you know, a really big band. And I was managing them. And uh, we were doing quite well because, again, you know, my journey in the entertainment business took me down the paths of all the elements. I was a tour manager. I was a regular manager, a booking agent, production manager, you know, just all the parts to it. And, um, and uh, uh, again, man, at that time, I was managing American English, and they had played uh, uh, the Arcata Theater. It was the, actually the only live band to play the Arcata Theater because at the time, it was kind of a B movie house, brew and view, four dollars and the smell of beer and just you know <laughs> old movies and you know it was uh, it was it was what it was, but it was a kind of a disaster really, and um, and we played the one year and uh, and it was great. We sold it out and I couldn't believe that they weren't doing other live acts. So the next year I contacted them. I tried contacting them, and uh, and you know they weren't answering my call. And at the time, I was living near the Harlem Irving Plaza. I still have a home out there. But St. Charles was a hop, skip, and a plane ride away at the time. So um, uh, I tried calling the uh, the owners of the time at the time of the Arcata to rebook American English, and they weren't returning my calls. I finally hopped in the car, took a drive out there, and I found big dumpsters outside, and they were just start bringing the wood out, and they were going to not uh, demolish it, but turn the inside of the theater into. Um, like an office building. And I went, oh my goodness. And at the time in my career, I was kind of looking for a place because I was doing shows all over the place, all over the country, but I didn't have my own place. I had great uh, relationships and contacts in the entertainment business. And I want to put on my own shows. Anyway, um, it turns out that that's what they're about to do. So I called up the owner and I made some offers, some stupid offers. And uh, that whole, be careful what what you wish for uh situation happened because like okay you got it like oh my gosh now what but uh, that's how i got it and uh again evolutionary we grew it it was a disaster at first and, and i didn't have any money i didn't have any any resources so we did the best we can the first couple of years and just put a little uh, at a time and and today it is what it is 
Now, I, I did want to mention a couple of shows that you have coming up, just that, so that we know what is coming up at both the Arcata and the Displays Theaters. Um, yeah. At the Arcata, we have Frankie Avalon coming up on Sunday, July 23rd. And then. Yeah, I'm excited about that. You got to keep in mind that a lot of these, uh, like we've got Ted Nugent also and Frankie. You look at that. It's number one. You look at the. Uh, the variety of acts that we have from Ted Nugent to Frankie Avalon, but both of them uh, and a few others actually have announced that this is the retirement tours. Oh, wow. So it's not just the shows, it's their last shows. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, because there is such a variety because uh, we had uh, Bill Medley on the radio show here from the the Righteous okay. Brothers, and we got to see him over at the Displays Theater, you know, but at the same yeah. time, we've had, you know, the metal guys on the show, and we've seen them at, you know, Arcata and so forth. So you do run the whole gamut. And so, yeah, that's, so this is going to be Frankie Avalon's uh, retirement tour, huh? Yep. Yeah. Wow, wow. And then Robbie Krieger, you have coming to of the doors, is coming to both the Arcada and the Displays Theater. So at the Arcada. Yeah, and, and you got to, I mean, it's it's a, it's the other thing, the other amazing thing about what we do. You know, we we have uh, whoever's left that's out there. You're talking about, I mean, rock and roll icons, rock and roll history. I mean, this is Robbie Krieger, original guitarist from the doors. I mean, right there with Jim Morrison and and uh, uh, Ray Manzarek. I mean, I mean, it was just amazing to just think about who these people are and the stories they have, which I've sat down with Robbie several times, interviewed him. They got some behind the scenes uh, uh, information about the doors, but uh, we're very excited about him. Yeah. And you, ha- you actually have him at both the Arcata and the Displays Theater. So there's two dates that people can come see this legendary act. Um, you know, is, is that something that you aim for to, to, to try and capture some of the nostalgia, some of the, the acts that, that people can't see downtown that but still there's an audience for percent ricky i mean that's that's kind of what you know again being an old guy or getting there anyway but um you know i'm i'm a i'm a student or a child of the 70s classic rock and and also the 70s r&b i love that stuff too your al greens of the world um but yeah i mean um you know, with my, uh, in, you know, in both theater buildings, you've got speakeasies. One's Bourbon and Brass in Displays, the other one's Club Arcada in uh, in uh, in St. Charles. And, you know, obviously, as you know, speakeasies were from the 20s and 30s. So, you know, you come to any one of my buildings and you'll have experiences from the 20s all the way through the 80s and 90s, you know, where we'll have 1920s because of the, the uh, uh, jazz age of our jazz clubs and our speakeasies. Uh, for the 20s and 30s and 1940s, I'll have everybody from uh, the the Glenn Miller Orchestra and uh, doing all those types of uh, those types of salutes uh, to the 1940s, especially World War II era stuff. The 1950s, we'll do doo-wop. We'll have some of those old. Some of those guys, keep in mind, they've been doing it for 70 years and they're still doing it. and They still sound great. You know, guys like Little Anthony and the Imperials and those kind of guys. And then, of course, the 60s, you know, we're hitting it hard with uh, a lot of the tributes to the 60s. You're talking to Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin, but also we've got all the garage rock bands. Matter of fact, that's what we got the, uh, this Sunday uh, in, um, I think it's in Displays. We've got the Cornerstones of Rock with the Ides of March, the Shadow, I'm sorry, the Ides of March, the Buckinghams, New Colony Six, Crying Shames, that garage rock. Uh, that was made popular in Chicago and the Midwest. Um, so I love all the 60s, the 70s stuff. I mean, it just keeps on going with 
uh, everybody from Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, and all the late 70s stuff that we liked, uh, Sticks and REO and Boston and Journey and 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 Foreigner. And, and it just goes on and on. The 80s, all the hair metal band stuff. I mean, Y&T, Warrant, Dokken, uh, Rat, uh, Poison. Uh, we got all those guys that that come there. And then some of the 90s, your gin blossom, spin doctors, um, that kind of stuff. So, you know, and then we also have the heritage acts, you know, your Wayne Newton's, your, your Tony Orlando's and Dawn, um, Engelbert Humperdinck, Paul Anka. So, you know, you can in any one week. You'll have, you know, Paul Anka and then Anthrax and then Blue Oyster Cult and then Frankie Avalon. So, you know, we try to do a little bit of everything, man. You know, there's that whole thing. You can't be uh, all things to all people. Well, we try good or bad, but we try, you know, and and and. everywhere in the industry, this is our first time talking, but everywhere in the yeah. industry, uh, and, and I run in various circles. I, I, I'm a theater critic. I handle publicity for rock bands. You know, I do everything. Everybody says, what a nice guy you are. You know, and... Oh, and I'm all full. Give, you know, give people a meatball. You get to be uh, a nice guy. Now, do, does your legendary meatball recipe extend over into your speakeasies? Oh, well, that's where you get them. Yeah, heck yeah. You got... Um... You know, people love them every every Sunday in, in St. Charles. We got a thing called Sinatra Sunday or Rat Pack Sunday where you come there. It's my homemade Italian meatballs. Um, we've got uh, the Italian salad, my homemade ravioli, uh, Taylor Street sausage and peppers topped off with a fresh cannoli. There's a live Sinatra singer singing. Uh, it's a great family situation. And, you know, it's it's like garlic bread. I mean, it's it goes. I'm trying to meld together uh my taylor street history my recipes from all my restaurants my me the food of of, of my of when i'm growing up you know and all the music and I, that's where i'm blessed and lucky because i'm all about sports i'm all about entertainment i'm all about food i get to put that in a blender and have a smoothie for life that i just can't imagine doing anything else and it seems like you are a fan of the acts that you bring in and so that has to make it just like a kid in a candy store every show, because I've seen you on stage. You come out and introduce as many of the shows as you can. And I know it's impossible to do them all, but I've seen you at so many of them. And you make this connection with the audience because you're right there with them. You're as excited as they are for what they're about to see. Um, and, and well, You know, I get uh, like like uh, peers in, in the industry, you know, they're they're very uh, big on you know, showing just what a not, you know, how it's no big deal to be with the Michael McDonald or the Doobie Brothers or, you know, Buzz Skaggs or whoever we're dealing with. Oh, that's, yeah, I've worked with them several times. I, I am so, I got no problem saying what a what a fan, how starstruck I am. It, I, I am. I mean, people we grew up with. And even though I get to be friends, I mean, I had Priscilla Presley a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she's been a friend for a while, and we're and we're such good friends now. And and I sit with her; she calls me, I call her. I mean, literally, probably once a week now. And um, and you think about who this lady? There isn't anybody on the planet that doesn't know who Priscilla Presley is, no matter how old you are, or these other rock stars, or these. I mean, I am totally starstruck. I got no problem. I'm proud to be starstruck because look what these people have done. Look what they've given us. Look at the uh, the history. Uh, our own, they're all part of our own history. I mean, to be on stage with people like Barbara Eden, Don Rickles, Debbie Reynolds, Patty Page, 
Uh, I mean, I can go on and on and on with these people, Mickey Rooney, people we grew up with, Rich Little. I mean, you know, it's just it just blows my own mind. Like I'm sitting with these people like I can't. You know, who I talk to this. Uh, I don't even know if you're old enough for this, brother. Um, but uh, the Smothers brothers are uh, still there and they, they want to come to my theater. I'm like, heck, yeah. Excellent. You know, Excellent. Excellent. And do they do they do the yo-yo man and all that still? Yeah. I mean, they do. You know, they they, they play the, the songs and the parodies and the jokes. And, you know, they're probably 140, 150 <laughs> years old, whatever it is. But that's OK. That's OK, because they bring the memories. And I got to tell you, the uh, the um, the audience is very forgiving. You know, if they don't if they miss a note or they forget something, people just love to see them. They just love to see them. That is great. And now anybody who's interested in joint, just bringing it full circle, anyone who's interested in joining the Joint Civic Committee of Italian Americans, how would they go about that process? I mean, they can contact me at jccia.com. Um, there's a way to join. You know, there's so many things that we do. Um, just come out and enjoy. Like I said, the Italian festivals in August, October, big Italian heritage month. We do the Columbus State Parade, of course, and so many other events during October. It's just, you know, uh, there's wine festivals, all kinds of stuff going on. And for information on the Displains Theater and the Arcata Theater and the wonderful speakeasies, where would people go online for that information? Oshows.com. All right. And upcoming, we have Frankie Avalon on July 23rd at the Arcata, Robbie Krieger at uh, the Displains and the Arcata, Josh Stone coming up at the Displains Theater, Andrew Dice Clay at the Arcata oh, yeah, Theater. Some on. great shows coming up. All right. Well, well we, got, uh, we got a big family show uh, coming up. Uh, it's called Gazillion Bubbles. I saw it in New York, and, and it's something you got. It's, it's coming to the Arcata, and um, it's just amazing. The entire theater inside becomes full of bubbles. Kids step inside bubbles. I mean, it's just amazing. And it's not like the bubbles that we know that it's like a soapy thing all over. It dissipates in the air. It's really something. I'm experimenting with that. So, like I said, there, you know, you can come to a speakeasy and have a, a flapper girl take care of you. Or you have a family show. We got a new restaurant opening up called Rockin' Ravioli, which is going to be in uh, uh, a show next couple of weeks. To, it's right across from our pizza place, Rockin' Za, the rock and roll pizza pinball experience i mean it goes on and on and on ricky thanks for having me on brother you've been listening to it's showtime with ricky lee today i've had the great pleasure of chatting with ron onesti president of the joint civic committee of italian americans and proprietor of two great concert venues the displays theater and the arcata theater you can find out all about ron onesti and his live entertainment venues and his restaurants at oshows.com Ron, thank you so much. Thank you, brother. Great talking to you. All right, we'll see you in the spotlight.